Welcome to Abergavenny Baptist Church. Philippians chapter 2, verses 1 to 11. Therefore, if you have any encouragement from being united with Christ, if any comfort from His love, if any common sharing in the Spirit, if any tenderness and compassion, then make my joy complete by being like-minded, having the same love, being of one in spirit and of mind. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourself, not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of others. In your relationship with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus, who being in the very nature of God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, and being found in the appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. Therefore, God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Now, if I was to say the word escalator, what would come to your mind? Would it be a, a London underground station where you have a whole lot of commuters rushing up and down the escalator trying to catch the tube? Or would you think of a shopping center where you have all these shoppers traveling up and down the escalator trying to find the best bargain? In the 80s, there was a song called The Escalator of Life. And it had this line, we dancing on the escalator of life won't be happy until we have it all. It's a strong metaphor, the escalator of life, because it's the escalator that carries us through life. But the question is, is the escalator of life going up or down? Well, of course, the escalator of life is going up. That's at least what the world will say. That's the popular uh, direction. You you start at the bottom and you slowly move onwards and upwards on the escalator of life. When you're at the bottom, you're a nobody and nothing. But as you move onwards and upwards on the escalator of life, you, you become a somebody. You have wealth, power, and status. And this has been, ever since the beginning, this is how human life has worked. At school, you start off in reception in year one, and then you move upwards and onwards until you finish school. And then you go off to university, and again, you start at the bottom in year one, and you move onwards and upwards on the escalator of life until you graduate. And it's the same with our careers. And there's often a lot of pushing and shoving as people are desperate trying, desperately trying to get to the top of the escalator because the higher you are, the more wealth, the more status, and the more power you have. Ever since the beginning, this is the way human life has worked. And those on the escalator have their motto, do everything out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. And in pride, value yourself above others, looking only to your own interests. You see, if you're at the bottom, then you can be humble. There's humility at the bottom, but at the top, you can throw your weight around because you have arrived. You are a somebody. You are a winner, and the world applauds you. Ever since the beginning, this 
is how human life has worked. But why? Why is this the way that human life works? Well, in Philippians chapter 2 and verse 3, this is what it actually says, uh, do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. It's because of vain conceit. Okay, well, what is vain conceit? Well, vain conceit is when you think you're somebody, but you're not. It's when you, you think you're really, really important, but you're not. That's vain conceit. And, and that's a pretty good translation, but it probably doesn't do full justice to the Greek. The, the Greek word is kenodoxis, which literally means empty glory. Keno means empty, doxis means glory, so it's empty of glory. So you see, there's this, this glory vacuum in all of us. Okay, what does that mean? It, it means we all craving significance and value. We we all craving to be approved and, and, and to to be validated. We we all all craving respect and honor. It means that we are cosmically insecure. Vain conceit and empty glory means that deep down inside we all know that we are insignificant, that we're a nobody. And vain conceit and empty glory means that although we know that to be true, we, we desperately, we, we desperately trying to prove to everybody around us and even to ourselves that we're a somebody. We desperately trying to prove something that deep down inside we know isn't true. And, and this explains our culture of success. We believe that success and money and wealth and status is, is going to give us that significance. It's going to give us that self-worth. It's going to give us that security and happiness that we, we're so desperate to, to get. But it, it will never satisfy us. It will never fill that, that glory vacuum. And so we become addicted to success just like a drug addict is addicted to drugs. Just think about a drug addict for a moment. Ever since their, their first high, they trapped. From that point on, they're going to need more and more and more of the same substance to get the same high. They're going to need more and more of the substance, but they're going to experience diminishing returns. They're going to get less and less pleasure from it until they're driven to a point of destructive levels of use, all the while experiencing increasing dissatisfaction and emptiness. And it's the same with success. The first time we experience success, we get some money, our first paycheck or whatever. It's like a high. And we say, yes, I need more of that. But as time goes on, we're going to need more and more of that same, of that same success to, to experience that same level of high. And so we end up working ourselves to death, but experiencing less satisfaction and feeling more and more empty because we have a glory vacuum. We're empty of glory. Why are we empty of glory? Because we've been made for God. We've been made to have a relationship with God, but because we've turned our backs on God, because we've, we've turned away from God, we have this infinite size vacuum within us that can only be filled by the smile 
of an infinite God. It can only be filled by His love. And because we've turned our backs on God, we have this infinite size vacuum within our soul. And we, we're desperately trying to fill it with whatever we can, uh, with, with success, with money, with, with approval, with awards, with anything. But none of that can fill it. None of it can fill that, that glory vacuum. And so we just remain on the, the, the treadmill. We just keep on the escalator of life, pushing and shoving, trying to get to the top. And ever since the beginning, that's the way human life works. But is there a different way of living? Is there a different direction of travel? Well, through the birth of Jesus, we discover there is. In Philippians chapter 2 and verses 6 to 11, it's a, a very, very early Christian hymn all about Jesus. And it says in verse 6, who, this is referring to Jesus, who being in the very nature, the very essence, God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Over here we discover that Jesus is the very nature of God, the very essence of God, the very substance, the very being, and the very quality of God. In other words, he's right at the top of the escalator. He, he is the most powerful being in the universe. Yet he does not take advantage of his position. Wow. In light of the fact that power corrupts and absolute power corrupts absolutely, it's not hard to think of people who have used, or should I say abused, their position of power in order to enrich themselves. We can just think about the city bankers before the credit crunch, how they used their position of power to enrich themselves rather than working for the common good of all people. We can think of many politicians who have abused their position of power, even, even ministers who have abused their position of power. Yet Jesus did not take advantage of his position. He could have so easy have taken advantage of his position and used it for his own benefit, but he doesn't. We read in verse 7, rather, he made himself nothing. That literally says he emptied himself by taking the very nature of a servant being made in human likeness. Over 2,000 years ago, God became a human, became a baby in the person of Jesus, was born in a stable in Bethlehem, born to a nobody, Mary, a poor, from a poor and rural Nazareth. When we see displaced, poor nobodies on, our, on the news, on TV, remember, that's Jesus. But he doesn't just become a human. We're told that he takes the very nature of a servant. He becomes a nobody. He, he doesn't look down at humanity, but rather he treats everyone with dignity and respect. He even looks up to us while he's down on his knees washing our feet. Rather than pushing his weight around taking advantage of his position. He humbles himself. He serves us. And he gives of himself because he loves us. And the greatest expression of humility and love comes in verse 8. And being found in the appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. 
Death on the cross was the most shameful death you could experience in the ancient world. It was a criminal's death. Yet God experiences a criminal's death for you because he loves you and he wants you to be forgiven and experience life. The hymn, of course, ends on a triumphant note. Because Jesus did not take advantage of his position, didn't exploit his position, but rather put our interests above his Because he humbled himself, served us, became a nobody, and even died for us. Because of that, we read in verses 9 to 11, Therefore God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. But the big question is why? Why did God do this? Well, firstly, to show us who he really is. God isn't, isn't a God who, who throws his weight around and remains aloof and looks down on people. No, God is a God who humbles himself, who serves us, who gives of himself, who dies for us because he loves us. Secondly, he does this to show us a whole new way of being human a way of humility, of service, and self-giving. Can you picture the scene? An escalator going up, full of commuters rushing off to work, hurrying off to work, and they they all got their Starbucks coffee in the one hand, briefcase in the other, tailor-made suits and dresses. They're on their cell phones to, to invest in the latest investment or to close the next business deal. There's a lot of pushing and shoving as they're all trying to get to the top first. Next to them is the down escalator. And it's empty. There's only one guy on it. And he looks different. He smiles at them and tries to make eye contact. In their mind, they can't understand why he's on the downward escalator. Their world is up. And then looking behind this man, they, they notice others coming down behind him, following him. A, a whole new community of people who have stepped off the escalator of life, the upward escalator of life, and are following Jesus on the downward escalator, into stepping into a whole new way of living, a whole new way of being human, the way of humility. And service. And the question is are you traveling upwards in pride and power? Or are you traveling downwards in the way of humility and service? You see, the old way, the the old way of of pride and power, it, it comes naturally to us. It's kind of part of our DNA. Because of this glory vacuum within us, it's just it just comes naturally to us. But the new way of humility and service comes supernaturally. It only comes when we full. It only comes when that glory vacuum within us is full. It only comes when we truly grasp the full meaning of Christmas. 
When we allow the, the, the love of God to fill us and to satisfy our glory vacuum, that we are able to step off that escalator of life and to step onto the downward escalator behind Jesus. It's only when we truly grasp the, the meaning of Christmas that we realize that what God did for us in Jesus, that Jesus, although He is God, He emptied himself. He emptied himself of glory. He does the exact opposite to what we are desperately trying to do. We are desperately trying to seek glory. We are desperately trying to prove we are somebody. Jesus was truly somebody. He was truly significant. He was truly important. He was infinite. He was eternal, yet he emptied himself. He humbled himself. And he even died for you. Because he loves you. When you truly grasp what he did, you'll suddenly discover how infinitely you are loved and how much you are worth. Jesus was prepared to lose himself, lose his father, lose the universe, rather than lose you. That's how much you're worth to him. And when you allow that love to fill you, It will fill that glory vacuum and it will enable you and allow you to step off the escalator of life and to follow Jesus into a whole new way of living, a whole new way of being human, the way of humility and service. Naturally, it comes very natural to love power. What we need to discover is the power of love. And it's the love of Jesus and the Spirit of Jesus that is able to come into us and fill us and empower us and enable us to step off that escalator of life and to follow Jesus into a whole new way of living. See, we've all been given different privileges, wealth, status, power, and influence in one form or another. And the question is, are you going to use your privileges for your benefit, for your promotion, for your self-interests? Or are you going to follow Jesus and use all your privileges for the benefit and the help of others? It starts with small steps. And it includes the way you treat the person who's sitting next to you right now. And many people have followed Jesus' example in the past. A prime example is Nelson Mandela, who a few years ago died. He lived his whole life, and he was prepared to die for the benefit of other people. He was on the downward escalator behind Jesus. And what I believe Jesus is asking us today is, how about you? Are you prepared to step off that escalator of life? And follow Jesus into a whole new way of living. Are you prepared to to follow Jesus and use some of your wealth and your privileges to identify with and help those who are less fortunate than yourself? Are you prepared to follow Jesus into a whole new way of living? So who are you living for? Let's pray.
Heavenly Father, we thank you for coming. We thank you that you loved us so much. You didn't remain aloof. You didn't remain distant, but you came. You came as a human. You became nobody and nothing and served us because you loved us. And you gave yourself for us. You died for us because you loved us. Father, we pray that that love, we would receive that love, that that love would fill us, that that love would set us free, that that love would enable us to follow you into a whole new way of being human. Father, we we pray that our motto will be that we would do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, but rather in humility, we would value others above ourselves, not looking to our own interests, but each of us to the interests of others. And Father, we, we realize we can't do that without you, without your help, without your example. And so, Father, this Christmas, as we reflect once again upon your birth, you coming into this world, may you open our hearts to receive that love. We ask this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you for listening to our podcast. For more information about Abergavenny Baptist Church, please visit our website at abergavennybaptist.co.uk.